0: Havna Ramdeen, all the way from South Africa. Suhavna, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, I'm pumped up. I know um, I know. we met over Instagram, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited yes. that Instagram has the potential to connect people across the world. Um, before we jump in, I want people to know who you are and know your background, so I'm going to go over your biography, your biography right here. Um, Suhavna Ramdeen is an associate attorney at McNaughts and Company, a firm of attorneys that specialize in property and commercial law in South Africa. She is a highly skilled negotiator and excellent communicator, which was developed through working in private practice with a vast array of individuals, entities, and trial matters, which refined her to be a litigator. Suhavna heads the litigation department at McNaught and Company and contributes success by practicing being articulate and adept in communication with others and being a good listener with a developed sense of intuition and timing. She constantly constructs a network of vast business liaisons, which, which enables her to have skilled resources readily available. Outside her illustrious legal career, she aids as creative counsel to academics and published authors. In the simpler life, Suhavna enjoys a morning run along the ocean shore and is a wife and mother and believes this has been her greatest success and achievement in life. I'm pumped up. I'm I'm excited about having you on the show. I'm grateful for for you spending some time with me today. We're going to go in and jump on in and, and hop into the first question. The first one is, what inspired you to become an attorney?
1: Well um it's not an easy question to answer because this is one time uh fate had a play in uh my career um, sure. I actually it was like the fourth option on my list of uh, things I potentially could study mm-hmm. and so I was actually enrolled for and accepted for biomedical science okay and yeah quite quite different like, very different. I love science. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, um, and chemistry and things like that. And, um, due to financial constraints, you know, even though I was accepted at university for it, um, my parents said, you know what, you have to pick something else.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: two weeks before all the campuses and universities could open up provincially, because we have mm-hmm. nine provinces. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: I, I waltzed into um, the university in my hometown and um, said, what what can I study here? Wow. You know? mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, law. However, th- that was when I was 17 years uh, mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Sure. I just finished my matric. Um, when I was 15, I went to a palm reader with my friends. Okay. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it was just for fun. Mm -hmm. And um, when uh, when I opened my hand, he said, Lion, liar, lawyer. You're going to be a lawyer. Oh, my goodness. I was like, this guy's nuts. There's Mm -hmm. my money uh, down the drain because I'm a big science person, you know? And uh, (laughs) lo and behold, two years later,
0: all right. So, so whatever he was paid that day, he, he earned his keep. He was rushed spot on.
1: <laughs> that was the first thing he, he said when he saw my head mm-hmm. and I said, this guy's nuts. And well, that's how the story goes. And that's how I enrolled for law and studied it for four years. Five wow.
0: Years. Okay. Yeah, so so I have to say this because because I am a business coach. Um, I don't think I've ever given the advice to go to a palm reader to know what you should do moving forward. But I'm glad it I'm glad it it worked out for you because I know we all have a unique journey, right? And yes. we have to look at our circumstances and our situations to figure out what's best for us. But sometimes it's interesting, like a calling on our life becomes something that we that we imagined in the beginning. You know. I, I I teased that I wanted to be in the NBA a basketball player growing up, and I I just thought that's what I was gonna do. Now I'm a I'm a Mexican American descent, and we're we're not very, really tall people, so okay. I knew that would be you know a challenge. Yet, um, what I'm doing right now, similar to you, like you just feel like you know what this is a calling over my life. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, and then I'm, you see the gifts that you you bring to the table. Um, but but it's interesting because we all have these different. The, the, these stories behind the story that leads yes. us to where we are, and and I love hearing uh, both of your stories. I think that they're um, what one, one is certainly entertaining with the palm reader, and then the other one yeah, is. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, so when I, when I was enrolling, I actually messaged my friend, and I was like, you know, what happened at fifteen? The palm reader, look look where I am. I'm I'm in a law office right now. You know. <laughs> Um, but you know what, going back to that, when I was a kid as well, people mm-hmm. always told me, um, you, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a lawyer. And I think I always, I, I fought it maybe because I'm that type of person as well.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: fate, fate uh, sometimes uh, yes. has its role in things.
0: Sure. So, yeah. You know, I'm glad you pointed out about the kids and what they've seen in you. Because sometimes people around you have this I mean not sometimes but they have this objective perspective and they'll see your strengths and call them out before you even realize them and you might even dismiss their comments of oh well maybe or you know maybe you're just talking me up but it's Mm -hmm. but it's I've seen this over and over again with people in their journey somebody some people along the way have called out this specific gift or journey long before they even got into it And, and again similar for me it's like I remember getting in trouble for talking too much, right, in school, (laughs) like over and over again, no matter what grade I was in, you know, so you get in trouble for these things. And then you find out, again, what I'm doing now, podcasting, coaching, and speaking for a living. And you're like, that gift was there way back, you know, in, in grade school. Now, I didn't see it as a gift. I always got in trouble for this gift. But to your point, too, you had people who are seeing this gift that you had whether that's analyzing arguing giving this sound perspective
1: yes so but i think you all you're only ready to hear the message when it's time so mm-hmm. oh, people will be saying it but if you're in denial about it obviously it's, it's not going to work out
0: <laughs> yes yes no you're right though you're right there's something about the, the the timing and and even i think there's a little bit of humility in there going you know what what if those people were right. What if they have this perspective and it's, and it's sound? So let me, let me ask about this, this um, component. I think it makes you super unique in, in what you bring to the table. So your responsibilities as a litigation attorney, as a career focused woman, as a mom, as a wife, how do you maintain a successful balance with all of that?
1: it's It's a simple principle, time management and planning
0: mm-hmm.
1: i I don't think you can go through life and have a successful life without some form of time management and yes. uh, planning out what you're going to do mm-hmm. um, you know, going back to when I was a kid, my brother used to always tell me, Oh, you're always writing a list, you always planning <laughs> everything, just live a little, sure. but you know what um It's not a hard and fast rule of, you know, this has to be done. It's just Mm -hmm. more of a idea, key idea. You know, this is what needs to be done for the day. Um, And be flexible about it because obviously there's always things that come up, especially when you have a toddler, you know, something Mm -hmm. can come up. or Even with work, you know, uh, something's just put onto your desk. uh, And so it changes your whole plan for the day. However, yes. if you have the time management, you're doing things in advance. So you can actually, if there's any curveballs, you know, you, you're able to handle it. So mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing. However, yes. it's not time management and planning is not something that you just uh, you just have in you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that's taught. It's something yes. that you have to learn along the way Mm -hmm. and it's a trial and error thing, you know, this didn't work for me, you know, even the same concept of being punctual, you know, um, knowing how traffic is flowing. It it all comes through trial and error and just being late at one time and everything falls apart thereafter. Mm -hmm. So, so that's how you get it together. It's after years of, Trial and error, and experiencing, you know, this is not working for me. I don't want my day to start off like yes. I don't want a rushed, horrible, miserable feeling. I yes. want to enjoy and savor what mm. I'm looking at in the morning. I have a beautiful view of the ocean mm-hmm. from my uh, place, mm-hmm. so I want to wake up in the morning, sip my coffee, and look out the window.
0: Yes, I yes, can do yes. That now. You 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 hit a few phrases that I, just, I want to grab onto and highlight for my listeners here. It's you said yes. so time management and yes. excellent time management empowers you to savor yes. these precious experiences in life. And mm-hmm. even with everything that's on your plate, you know, you know, you even told me, you know, when you were talking about being a mother and being a wife, and then and then on your yes. Instagram, you have all of these these elaborate meals and you know, these, these yeah prepar- I'm, I'm like, how, how is this even possible? Because people actually call
1: me about that. They actually say how they look at those meals and say, you should start a blog. You should do something for working moms, because how are you uh, making these meals? Mind you, most of those meals take me about 20 minutes, Wow. Uh, 30 minutes, you know?
2: Yes. Um,
1: but it's planning at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, looking, you know, you can't, I'm not saying I do a meal planner, but I mean, I know more or less, you know, I think I might feel like eating these kind of things for the week, you know.
0: It's and, super impressive. Uh, just let me just say it like that. It is super, I mean, it, so let me tell people real quick. If, if 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 you're go, go to instagram right now if you're listening to this pause the podcast and then go over to instagram look at her page like some of her, her like some of her um her images and put a comment and say hey the strong life coach podcast sent me here but um, it is <laughs> it's, it is just beautiful just the, the way that you uh put those those things together it's super impressive it's love
1: there's love in yes. those pictures
0: Yes. So
1: that's what you're seeing on my Instagram. It's all love.
0: Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yes. Okay. So and,
1: uh, cooking is also my recreational, uh, you know, so instead of looking at my cell phone, cause I don't have Facebook and scrolling. Um, I'm also using my time in different ways. Ooh. So I, I would think that maybe social media as well is a bit of a detriment to how you manage your time because you yes. can get lost in just scrolling right and i've
0: been there mm-hmm. to realize i need to snap out of this and
1: yes <laughs> yes 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 no, a sandwich.
0: <laughs> no 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 you, you know you you said this i've you know i hear this over and over again and i, and I know it like when, when i'm on like i feel like i need a game plan with what i'm gonna do why i'm here and and have a purpose but like empty scrolling i can't do now meeting great people like you and and talking about podcasts and interviewing to me that's super purposeful but but just the empty scrolling that can be a huge time consumer um but i'm i'm glad that you called it out because you you were speaking about time management and sometimes we wonder where did my whole day go and hours and hours can be wasted on um on looking at other people live life instead of living life ourselves
1: and I can be, you know what, if somebody is in denial about this uh, aspect, it, it, it is very relevant and it is something many of us are guilty of doing. And I think one, I've been guilty of doing that. And I think that's what, one day I just snapped out of it. I was like, that's it, I'm done. I'm, I need to delete my social media pages mm. and just focus on something. If I'm on social media, let's make it purposeful. Yes. Hence, why you are now t- talking about go and see my food, you know.
2: Yes, yes. Um,
1: as opposed to just random memes, or I think as you get older as well, you you, you really need to have more purpose and a yes. sense of where you're going.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I believing that. You know, being precise with with purpose, uh, moving toward that. And I'm glad, I'm glad you talked you talked about getting older because you are 30 years young and in in everything that's on your plate right now, i, I when I look at i, I again, I'm super impressed, when you, but talk about the journey of of being this young with all of the responsibilities on your plate.
1: um this question was posed to me quite a lot last year. A lot of colleagues and friends, you know, because some of them are getting married and they're starting their journeys. Some were getting divorced uh, with no kids. Uh, Some of the ladies in the legal fraternity, not married, can't get a date, you know. So Mm -hmm. everybody's asking me, how are you doing this? And uh, I actually, I I was very defensive about it. I didn't really see that they were looking at me, you know, as as somebody that, you know, hey, this is somebody we can learn something from so mm-hmm. I became very defensive about it and yes. uh, when the question was posed to me I actually started questioning a lot in my life you know am mm-hmm. I am I a perfectionist am I doing something wrong even mm-hmm. though like you said now you, you look at it as wow that's yes, wow. Mm-hmm. I yes. look at it it's something negative mm-hmm. and um, upon like I just took some silent time and I said you know in retrospect why am i here what have i done to reach here and why are people asking me this question yes and then yes. i remember sitting on uh, my friend's bed when we were in university you know and having all these chats and the one principle i always had because you know crying boyfriends and mm-hmm. crying over boyfriends and all these silly <laughs> things and now you have to look for advice <laughs>
2: sure
1: um, to just assist them and people getting excluded from university and then mm-hmm. uh, and my, my philosophy from the age of 19 was give 110% give yes. 110% to anything and task you do
2: mm-hmm. no matter how
1: menial it is Yes, and that's a principle I realized I carry on throughout my life mm-hmm. you know if my boss asked me to do something and it was a very menial task I'd say not a problem and give it a
0: hundred and ten. Ooh, look at that! Um, yeah, let, let me let me hop quite, let me let me hop on that real quick, yeah. real quick. You said a menial task you sent your way, as opposed to you know dismissing it, as opposed to overlooking it, as opposed to asking you know, but actually, I think it it, it I, I imagine it builds up your credibility. It builds up the respect for pe- that people have for you is. When you approach everything with diligence, you approach everything with passion, and um, again, striving to give your best in every single thing that you do. Um, I love that. I love that.
1: I I realized a long time ago, um, or well, maybe uh, when I turned thirty, is that you know there is no such thing as menial task per se, because sometimes you need to be reminded about those foundations. Because sometimes when we, you know, you forget these small little steps and foundation steps, uh, which makes a big difference. So sometimes it's good to come back a bit and humble yourself. Yes. And passion, passion is the drive for anything. If you give somebody, I think the human mind is only able, as much as we can talk about multitasking, you need to do one task at a time.
2: Yes. And
1: all your passion and love into it. Mm. And uh, passion, you know what, we all have uh, favorite things that we like to do and some things that are so, you know, we we procrastinate about it. Sure. But it's a drive. You Mm. can find passion in everything.
2: Yes. Uh, Ooh, look at that. and,
1: and, and, And it's hard, but I mean, the mind is a very strong tool. Yes. So once you start rewiring that, you can get through a lot of things through the day.
0: Yes, uh, you, you are speaking my language in in, in in multiple facets. I think one of the, you said, put all of your passion and your love into one task at a time. You talk about rewiring the mind. Again, I, I talk about that a lot from a coaching perspective and a speaking okay. perspective with rewiring the way that we think, the way that we speak, the way that we even speak to ourselves. Um, but I, I, I love it, I love it. So if you're listening in, take this principle and use it. This principle of, you know, sometimes we have, you have too much going on and the Mm -hmm. best thing you can do in your journey is narrow your focus, bring that passion, bring the love that, that, that Sue is talking about right here and put it into the one task and be excellent in that one thing. And, and I, and I I know there's so much mediocrity that can be, that can, that can go away from our lives when we have the focus that she's talking about right here.
1: Yeah. And you know, sometimes it's, it's, if you're stuck on a point, no matter what it is, you, you, you know, a, 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 just a walk could do you so much good. Just Ooh. gazing out the window, something like that, you know? But what we tend to do is just grab our phone and look at something. Mm-hmm. And I think we've lost essence of the simple things that can really rewire and help your mind.
0: Yes. Yes, right. Okay, so, so here's the lesson right now. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're sitting down this is, this is, you can take this podcast and you can listen to it as you take this walk that we're talking about right here, to get active, to do something, to stop sitting still and get some movement involved. And, 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 uh, and then you can comment on the podcast and let us know how that walk helped you out. Um, but I, I, I like that. I, I, even just looking out the window, you know, seeing some of nature. Uh, you talk about looking at the, uh, the ocean, you know, the ocean view. I, I love that. I love that concept. Now, when you think about your example that you set, for people, for women, and your family, what is the most important lesson you want people to obtain from your journey?
1: Uh, my journey is a long one. I don't think we can cover it over this one podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, wait, no, have, given that yeah. you said that you'll get the invitation to come back whenever you want. Okay. <laughs> we'll go the, the, the other side of your journey.
1: <laughs> you know, I had once upon a time, I had a bucket list of of jobs I wanted to do and things I wanted to do. And sure. I actually did some of those jobs because I felt it would teach me a lot. Uh but going back to your question, you know, I think the key elements to what's helped me evolve so much is self love. And there's a funny story about this. Once upon a time, I never used to maintain myself so well, like, you know, just put my hair up in a bun mm. or walk out the door yes. looking anyhow and, uh, not cared, not cared.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: um, I thought it was, you know, I'm so confident. I just, I don't care about people's opinions, but it wasn't that. I didn't have respect for myself. Ooh, that was the bottom line. Wow. And because part of part of having uh, respect and self-love is also taking care of yourself, maintaining sure. yourself. You know, it, it's not me looking at it from a shallow perspective. But the mm. story goes that I went into a store. and. I drove there and I had a big bag. So I was looking for my uh, wallet and I had all my items. Mm -hmm. So I got a bit nervous because I'm looking for this card and I can't find uh, my card to purchase the items.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was looking so bad that I think the guy behind me thought I was homeless or a beggar.
0: Oh, no. (laughs)
1: So... He, he Now, I'm getting nervous because the line is, you know, mm. the was is getting uh, longer. Yes. Actually, okay, I can take these things because I have some cash on me, but I can't find my card. So, just take these things and I'm leaving behind that, you know, these mm-hmm. other items. Sure. This guy comes down and I'm like, no, my dear, I'm going to buy all your stuff for you. So, I'm like, what? No, I just can't find my, my credit card. <laughs> And so, because he was so adamant about it, mm-hmm. I I say, okay, you know what? I surrender. Just just <laughs> shut up now, you know. So buys <laughs> my goods, and now I'm thinking to myself, do I walk to my car? Because he, because I think I'm looking so bad that he thinks I was homeless, or you know. I just look so in need of somebody to assist me. Or do I just pretend like I'm going to take a walk and I don't have a car? <laughs> so anyway, I wave at him and I'm like, hey, thank you. And I jump into my car and I look at myself in the mirror and I said, no, this is bad. I look bad. I look, I look homeless. I, I, I look terrible. And I understand mm. where he was coming from. And I uh, said, so you know what? You need to gain some self-respect mm. and self-love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I made it a habit to always look presentable and neat. And, you know, if you do yes. something about 21 times, I think it becomes a habit. Yes. So, and then obviously having a child as well, you have to mm. take a bit of pride and teach them these simple principles. Yes. You know? uh that goes a long way that's right You molding and shaping a child yes it's it's the self-love and respect for yourself you know that oh my goodness it it takes you on a greater journey it it teaches you how to be assertive how to enforce what your needs are you know not being the yes man always but sometimes saying no This I need to preserve myself this time. I can't go for the party.
2: Sure.
1: That kind of thing. You know, my boss is putting too much work on my desk. Let's talk to him about it. Yes. Maybe we can talk about getting an assistant. Maybe he... That that kind of thing, you know? Yes. So you will be very surprised what self-respect and self-love can do for you. It takes Mm -hmm. you... Through a whole lot of other principles that, you know, manifest eventually from Yes. From just having that small thing fine-tuned in yourself.
0: Yes. You yeah. know, the, the 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 phrase that comes to me is you know, how many times I've heard somebody say that this idea of I am my own worst enemy or yes. worst critic. But rare and maybe maybe twice in my entire you know I'm 34 so my 34 years of life maybe twice I've heard somebody say I am my own opposite best friend so that yeah. i so that the way i take care of me it's like my best friend the way i dress myself it's like i'm my best friend the way i speak yes. to myself about myself it's like i'm my best friend not my worst enemy not my worst critic but i think what you're saying there it touches Every part of our lives, like you said, it, our relationships, our connections, the way we, the way, even the amount of money that we we, we make. I mean, it's not everything. It everything. But it yes. touches everything. Yes. yes.
1: Now I agree with you on being your own best friend. I think I learned that at the age of thirty, because um, mm-hmm. I used to always tell my hubby, you know, um, I don't have friends to go out with. I relocated to this coastal town and uh, it's so hard to make friends. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wish I had uh, somewhere to go. So I took up, then I became my own best friend. I took up jogging. Yes. You know, I now have beautiful Saturday mornings because I wake up early whilst the two of them are sleeping, my Harvey and daughter. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the ocean. I watch the surface. I walk on the pier. Uh, you meet a whole different lot of people. They're so positive that time of morning, you know? Yes. 6 a.m., 5 a.m., you're going to the beach.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: being your own best friend. You know what? I can go out and have a cup of coffee with myself. Yes. It's great. That silence, that confidence mm-hmm. you gave. Um, I don't need to dress. I don't need to be going out to dress well. I'm dressing for myself, Ooh. it's not for anybody else.
2: That's right. Um, I
1: actually did all those things. I said, you know what? I am my own best friend. I need yes. to go on a shopping degree. I need to go and do these things. Mm. I am a bit thrifty when it comes to money and things, but I did that for me because I saw the bigger picture of it being therapy.
2: Yes.
1: You know? I, I took time out and I went and stayed in the hotel, you know, and just ordered, just picked out and had room service, and mm-hmm. just sat on the bed and watched. Um, TV. Mm-hmm. it was the best like two days of my life look at I you
0: yes yeah. you, but
1: that being your own best friend yeah. yes
0: you know you know what, what you know it's something that i'm passionate about in my world as you know I was, I was speaking to students this past week at one of the universities here in texas and then i was speaking to um a group of professionals the week before but i was trying to help them to understand this idea that that not only the phrases we give ourselves, but even what you're saying right now, you're talking about these, you giving yourself positive experiences. You know, when you go running, you're giving yourself a positive experience. I am a person of worth. I'm going to take care of my physical health. You're going to say, hey, I'm going I'm to go and, and have a coffee with myself. I enjoy myself. I'm going to go to the hotel because this is I'm a valuable person. I'm going to invest in this time away for myself. But what I'm hearing is, you're training your, your, your mind to know that you're a person of worth who deserves experiences of worth. And that's so much of the, the power in uh, being your, your own best friend and having a positive self image to give yourself the experiences that, that validate the view of yourself as a, as a positive, powerful, dynamic person.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, you know, um, people look at a finished product and think all these things were given to you on a silver platter, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't realize it's a journey. And going back to the point of rewiring. Mm -hmm. And it's nobody can assist you with that except yourself and your mind. So I I think that is an important uh, thing to emphasize is the rewiring yes uh, don't look at a finished product and uh, well we're not we're not finished products but I mean you're forever growing
2: mm-hmm. but
1: uh, don't look at something refined find and uh, assume that you know what life was easy mm-hmm. uh, on this person because I think 10 out of 10 times successful people all have a good story behind them as to oh how yes that's and I think right. 10 out of 10 times, it's a story of failure. Um, That's right. Going through something life-changing,
2: uh, mm-hmm.
1: depression or mental anxiety. Those are all things that I actually uh, have. Cha- uh, those were challenges with me, you know, mental mm-hmm. anxiety, uh, depression. And then, like I said, you you the only person who is in charge of your happiness.
0: Yes. Oh. So, um, do you have a motivational speaker in your biography? Because I read it a little while ago. But you, you have the gift. You have the gift. <laughs> we got, we got, we got to add that one to the biography next time you're on my show and just say, hey, she's also a motivational speaker because she is motivating, and you both motivating me. And that's it, one of the things I, I do. Um, have a lot of fun with. But you're, you're hitting these points that are helpful for anybody in their journey. Um, you know, you talk about rewiring. You know, it's something that I'm super passionate about as well with helping people to see because you have positive experiences and even I love how you talked about failure you know failure and success we often think that they're 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 complete opposites, but to your point, every successful person that I've interviewed and talked to, they talk about how much how much failure has shaped their success it's helped their success it's contributed to their success and um, and I think the rewiring even understanding those shortcomings we have and not allowing those moments to define the rest of our value like so i lost a job okay you lost a job that so what event did you gain? right what did you gain and then and then the message you might you might you might take from that is i'm disposable or i'm less than or i'm nobody or you go you know what that event does not have the authority to devalue me, and I'm gonna look yes. and I'm gonna create some better moments doing other things to uh, give myself the message of of, of self value. Yeah,
1: I actually um, did lose. I, I, I did lose a job, and that affected me deeply. It did actually devalue me, and then I had to come out of it and say, you know what? There's greener pastures. Yes, and I also did walk out of a job because I was like, you know what? This is not giving happiness.
2: Mm-hmm. So There's
1: two incidents that, you know, really worked out for the better.
0: Yes. Right. right, right. Exactly. The reason you and I are on this podcast right now is because I lost a job at insurance and said, you know what? It's time to start my business coaching, my speaking, yes. podcasting business. And the reason we're here right now with somebody from South Africa, the other side of the planet, <laughs> Is because an organization said, you know what, they looked at my, my salary and they looked at my yeah. talent and said, you know what, we'll go ahead and get rid of the talent and keep the salary. So, um, but you, 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 you're, you're right on, you're right on point with that perspective. So talk to me about a unique challenge you have overcome in the journey of being an attorney.
1: Well, firstly, as an attorney, you need to be confident,
0: Ooh, yes. right?
1: You have to have the charisma and put yourself out there. And uh, I honestly thought I mastered those aspects, those uh, people skills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, what you um, you in for a rude awakening because when you get to that court or when you meet other attorneys, there's always somebody more confident, more knowledgeable, more charismatic. Sure. Um, There are some very loud voices in law Mm -hmm. and um, I would think, um, so now you are caught off guard because you're like, I thought I was confident. I thought I was um, intelligent, Mm -hmm. but this is a field of very intelligent people. So you, it's very intimidating. And as a young professional, You liaising with older professionals, sure, and uh, it's hard to now um, find a common ground because you like you look at them in awe and Mm -hmm. with such deep respect, yes, and their voice is so loud. And here you are thinking, you know, I've mastered this, and amongst your peers in your group, you, 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 you are a winner, you know. But there comes this bigger, better. Somebody and you like yes. all those principles I've had is now lost. So you have the intimidation factor.
2: Sure.
1: And so I think how I had to work around that was um, how do I now solve this? Because these people will not go away. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a bigger, louder, somebody better than you, more knowledgeable than you person in the room. It is going to happen time in and time out. Mm -hmm. So how do I deal with this? And then how I rewired that was I said, you know what? What can I learn from this? Let's start looking at these interactions with these people Mm -hmm. as uh, what can I gain from them? And once I change that perspective, I can now, you know, reach anybody, put out my hand to them, not feel intimidated. Yes. And just say, you know what, today I'm going into this with, uh, it's a learning experience. Sure. You know, um, I'm going to learn something great from this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the lesson is going to be. So that, that's uh, something to look forward to. It's going to be a pleasant surprise. Yes. And then the other thing I learned is, you know what, there's always two perspectives. There's always perspective, different perspectives on things. Yes so that's something you can't control, but you have to be convinced in yourself and believe in yourself and what you advocating for
2: Yes, you know,
1: because there's always somebody willing to listen that's right so as long as you believe in your argument or whatever it is, you can take that lesson throughout life. you know once mm-hmm. you realize different people, different opinions, perspectives, you can have an easy time in life yes. Because you can take in what people are saying. You don't have to accept it, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a lesson there or something of value you which is also molding you and fine-tuning you as a person. That's
0: right. Yes. Yeah. That's you know, what
1: it's talking about.
0: What what I'm what I'm hearing from you is you you had this this massive shift from seeing somebody as competition or as a threat to seeing yeah. somebody you can learn a lesson so you can thrive, right? And you have yes. this, this, these learning moments. And I think it's, it's vital for us because yeah. it, it, and I love how you talked about how the person we can be among this small circle, because even yes. you, we, we experience that as we go from like with one small school to the next school and the next one, cause like you could be the best, like again in my world, you could be top three basketball players in the first few grades of school, but then you go yes. to the next school and it's bigger. And then, okay, now I'm not, top three maybe I'm top 10 next school maybe I'm top 20 and then you go to you know and every new level if my confidence is based on if I'm the best um if if I'm the best right now then my confidence is going to be low a lot of times because there's a number of areas of life that I'm not the most educated that I don't have the most money that I don't have the most zeros on the end of my paycheck and. And if we base it on these maybe we we call them arbitrary areas, then we're in for like a confidence that's like a roller coaster sometimes it's up sometimes I am winning, but then a lot of times I'm losing, so it's a up and down up and down, but it sounds like you've shifted I'm not competing i'm I'm learning, which actually yeah. is gonna help you you it's gonna help your competitive advantage if you' become a learner long term as opposed to competing and feeling insecure in the short term.
1: Yes. Because sometimes you're the master, sometimes you're the student. Yes. You know? And you'll be fairly surprised that once you um, surrender and say, you know what, I'm willing to be the student for as long as it takes. Yes. Sometimes you master things quicker, you know, than if you yes. have all these negative thoughts running through your mind.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. To be willing to let's take a soundbite everybody listen to what she said to be willing to be the student for as long as it takes that's that lesson right there that, that's worth the whole podcast right there that's that, 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 that's <laughs> it right there right there to be willing to be the student for as long as it takes so let me speak to you that are listening in when you're thinking about whatever you're doing right now what you what you want to grow in what you want to become the master in I mean, let's, we're encouraging you, right? We're speaking to you right now. Be willing to be the student for as long as it takes. Be secure being the listener and not the, yeah. not the speaker. You know, and if, you, if you're a listener long enough, if you learn long enough, I, I, I believe fundamentally you will get the expertise needed um, to, have, to, to get the microphone passed to you. So, but but, but yeah. you got to go through the journey. You got you, you to hustle. You got to go through the hustle of being the learner and the listener. To, be, to, to get to the point of being the the, the master in the, in the communicator. Um, so I just want to encourage you with that. I love that. I love that, by the way.
1: What I've noticed from doing that as well is when you humble yourself to that uh, extent, uh, people are so readily available to assist you and help you. It's like yes. they want to help you as well. Yes. You know, um through having that change, um, I now have so many people on my cell phone that, you know, if I just need help or some type of uh, aspect of law, you know, that I'm not familiar with, I can just call them up. They would assist
2: Yes. You know. Uh, yes,
1: yes. But it all comes from just keeping yourself a bit humble as well.
0: You know, that principle yeah. of humility you just captured, you know, I remember the first time Um, a law firm was asking me to be the the business coach of the law firm. And my first thoughts were worry, doubt, fear, insecurity, because I'm not, I'm not an attorney. I'm I'm a coach. I'm a business coach. Yes. Yeah. The principal you, you, uh, so the first response was doubt, worry, doubt, worry, fear, insecurity. Yet Mm -hmm. then I realized my role isn't to be the expert, but it's to help Mm -hmm. them to be humble. Like you're, they're talking about to learn from other expert attorneys, to learn from other people yes. who are in law, who, who are law firms that are more successful. And then like you, you made a point right now, I said most people are willing to help the person who is humble. So if I could help yes. these law firms, these owners of the law firm to, to be humble, then they can learn from other people who are in the industry. And that is powerful right there, that, that, that component of humility.
1: And don't underestimate the power of just approaching somebody and saying, hello, you know, I'm I'm a bit overwhelmed. I'm not understanding what I need to do in this task or I do not, you know, this is out of my depth. If you can just give me some bit of input or advice, I'd appreciate it. Don't underestimate the power of just approaching a person and speaking to them candidly as that and just saying, you know what? I don't know. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. I th- there, there's a quote. I think it's, a, it says it's, some, it's it's better to be to look like a fool for a moment than yes. to be a fool for a lifetime. Then if the person who look who looks like a fool is the person who who has the courage to ask the question. The person who's a fool for a lifetime is the one who just goes, yeah. "I'm not going to ask, and I'm just not going to know." But yeah. I think you're capturing this this component of be, have, having proactive humility to ask. The question, so you can learn the lesson.
1: And I think it goes back to self love and self respect because what hmm. is your end game at, at the end of it all? It, you want to fine tune yourself, you want to teach yourself. And if you think about my best friend, you would assist your best friend readily, Ooh. you would help your best friend, uh, you know, that type of thing. So, yes. if you, like we say, going back to the rewiring, Yes. And all these uh, things we've discussed, um, it all fits together. Mutually. Yes.
0: I love it. Yeah. I'm telling you, uh, you, you you have the open invite to come back to my podcast whenever you want. So oh, whenever you. whenever you got time, you just come back and we'll just talk about some of these things. We're already vibing on today. Um, you have thank the open you. invite. So oh,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. So um, the next one we have is, who motivated you the most in becoming an attorney and what did they do?
1: Well, as you know, I said I wasn't supposed to get into law uh, initially. Mm-hmm. So I think now that I'm in it, um, it's, it's most of my active engagements with, you know, senior attorneys that I meet. Um, I learn something from them. Uh, there's so many good mentors around. And uh, the good mentors, um, it's from my perspective. You know, what am I learning from just viewing them? And sometimes you can learn some, a, a hell of a lot from um, a negative person,
2: Ooh. you know?
1: So I think it's my perception of these are my engagements. This is part of my daily life. I can either choose to learn, you know, going back to the last point we discussed, or learning from a person, good or bad. Yes. So my mentors are daily, you know, there's daily mentors. Even a client, a client can teach you so much. Sure. You know, just their problem itself, you know, uh, what they come in uh, with. And, um, it's lessons for, you know, life is too short to make all the mistakes. So sometimes it's also good to learn from others' mistakes.
2: Ooh, that's a quote. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Mentors are daily, you know?
0: Hmm. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, let me, let me jump on a point you made about learning from the bad examples around you. So yeah. now I'm a positive person. You know and i'm I'm gonna see the glass as half full and i'm gonna see it as a glass, I could touch it and smell it and taste it and all all of this but but there is a fact of life that there will be poor examples around there will be bad examples around you now the 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 thought might be to just dismiss them or you can learn how you will never be that way so for me it's it's identifying the vice that I see. What's the vice? What, so if the virtue is the good, the vice is the bad. What's the vice okay. and what's the opposite of that? Is it, is it arrogance? Okay, so how do I work on my humility so my arrogance? Yeah. So I don't, I don't ever become arrogant. Or is it? But I think,
1: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I just think, uh, you know, what we also, uh, is also realize it's not me being judgmental it's when you're in awareness of things that you see these traits in people. It's yes. not us just making some, uh, forming an opinion of them because we don't like them. Like we said, when you rewire yourself, you open to people and you see people differently. You know? Yes.
2: Students,
1: um, student and these are all your teachers. So if you look mm. at it from that point of view, you're not judging people. It's just, some you know you have a lot of people that no matter how much you can try with them it will never work out they're mm. just too stuck in those ways yes and you see working to their own detriment but you That's can't right. even give them advice on it mm-hmm. so yes you learn from the bad examples as well
0: yes yes so those, those those vices that are running and i like that you called about the judgment because it's not about you know, seeing a vice and being condescending—it's not about speaking yeah. condescending. It's not even you know, thinking that you're better. It's going, look, I see something, and I want to do my part to be different. Mm-hmm. And if they're gentle, or if they're harsh with, with their with their people skills, I want to be gentle. They're if they're if they're, um, yeah. if they're uh, rough around the edges, I want to be patient. You know, I want to be somebody who's making an impact. And but I, I love that you you talked about finding the um, lessons even in bad examples around you i think everybody i've spoken spoke to has had an experience with a bad boss or a boss that they mm-hmm. did not like and even yes. in that you know if you're going to grow in your journey to become a boss to become a leader then what lessons can you learn to not be that way when mm-hmm. when you're the boss when you're the leader
1: exactly yeah well there's two movies on horrible bosses so there we go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: It captures that universal sentiments that uh, yeah, and lots real. of people
1: are going through. <laughs> and
0: and you know, if I'm being clear, then you know, in, in my leadership positions um, along the way, some some people might be saying, "Hey, uh, you know, Derek, you've been there," and, I, and I'll say, Hey, I have," and hopefully, I've grown yeah. since that time period. Um, yeah. All right. So, what advice do you offer someone who wants to become an attorney?
1: Well, with being an attorney, I think um, the most important thing you must realize is that all accountability is on you. If you are a person who cannot be accountable, this is not the job for you. Mm. Um, Accountability is something, you know, that requires confidence, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing when to ask for the help and when to handle something by yourself. Um, it's very daunting. It goes back to your mind, you know. Um, it's not only a law thing, but I mean, in day to day life, looking at those bad examples, some people are not accountable for their actions, how they mm-hmm. talk to you. Um, those are simple things. So, on the grandest scale and grandest scheme of things, I mean, if you're looking at law, accountability is so important because everything falls on your shoulders. And so there's nobody to blame. There's nobody to say, you know what? Because of their actions, this is why this happened. Everything is on you. It is a very competitive environment. Yes. So with being in a competitive environment, you have to take care of self. That's right. And taking care of self means, you know what? Sometimes you're good and sometimes you just suck. (laughs) And... (laughs) And if, if you don't make peace with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're going to have a hard time.
0: Oh yes. Uh, said, I would
1: think that is a key principle there.
0: It's, you're right. It's universal. U- universal. You talk about accountability. Yeah. Like, and, and you even captured if you if, yeah. you, if and let me speak to the listeners real quick here. The, to this, so if you're listening in and you make excuses and you blame yeah. other people for your lack of success, you're going to have a whole lot more of a lack of success because you're looking, once you get to the point where you say, you know what, it's my, my success is my responsibility. My thinking is my responsibility. My speaking is my responsibility. My friendships are my responsibility. The money that I make okay. is my responsibility. Once you get to that point, then, then the amount of success you, you can have becomes so much more attainable than if you are always finding an excuse or a, somebody else to blame as to why you are not more successful. And, and I, I think that you captured that well here, that accountability will help you in the route of being an attorney. And, and I think you're right. It's universal in that it will help you being successful period. People who are not accountable will no doubt experience far less success.
1: Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we're looking at a very succinct uh, single principle that can move you forward. So I mean it's 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 well and fair I can say a whole lot of things, but if you come down to it all, it it it, it boils down to what fine tunes me. Mm-hmm. And you know, change is important. Everything that we've spoken about, it's rewiring, um, it's a changing of perception, it comes down to change and you can't yes. change what you don't acknowledge.
2: Ooh, look at you. Look it at is- you.
1: Which is which is accountability? Uh, seeing That's to right. yourself and saying, you know what, these are my strengths; these are my weaknesses. That's right. Uh, I will never be able to attain so and so. You know, this is mm-hmm. out of my depth. Whether it's financially, you know, um, yep. that actually keeps you uh, quite responsible as well.
0: Oh yes, yeah, I mean, you know, so- like
1: with those big purchases or. I'm, I'm looking at it from a financial
0: perspective as well. Sure. You know? I tell that. you what, not only do you have to get the motivation of speaking, but it sounds like you have to get to being a coach too. So you could take my job easily. <laughs> You'll just take my job, you know, do your own. Yeah. So, so you, so you, you got, you, got, you have skills overflowing, but you, but I like that you talk about change because uh, yeah. something I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about is, is I, I will not take on the clients. If they're not mm-hmm. open to change. Because really, like, the, the whole point of what I do is I'm I'm in your journey as a business yes. coach to help your business to have more success, not to have the same success you've always had, not to sustain you, but to lift you. Or to
1: you. reassure you're not there to reassure them.
0: Right, right, right. That's exactly right. I'm not saying, hey, keep going the path you're going. No, it's it's. Are are you tired of thinking the same thoughts, speaking the same words, doing the same deeds? And if you are, then Let's work together to get you the success that you actually want and you crave the most. Um, but I, I love that accountability in, in in changing because change is unpopular for everybody. Nobody likes it. You know, it's not. It, it's uh, it's rare to meet somebody who likes change. But it's a necessary component if we want what we've never had. We need to do what we've never done.
1: You said change is not very popular, but denial is. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Denial, yes. yes. That, uh,
2: that is a very popular.
0: One. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That is right. And you actually, you, I think you brought it up at least like three times in this episode of like this idea of denial and how it can be involved and it, it can make us resistant. Um,
1: exactly. To, to any, any, anything
0: good and any growth in our, in our journey.
1: I think it's all my interactions with a vast array of people. You must, you must realize I am talking to people all the time. So I think that's a, a, a very single thing that I've picked out in most people is this denial, you yes. know, even if they're in hot water, and all the facts are there. But, but you know, that person is Ooh. to blame or. But the reason why I'm here is because, it's like, no, just accept where you are now and what's happened and stop denying anymore.
0: <laughs> mm, yes 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 stop okay hear what you said stop denying forever
2: it will own it. you free
0: that's yeah. right own it acknowledge it change it again go thoughts words actions and uh and you you're, you're going to be you're going to be on a, on a good path but if you do not then uh good luck we'll, we'll have to get somebody else to help you out because i can't help i can't help anybody who doesn't change I, you know the all the, the motivational tools the 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 best plans in the world will not help somebody without change so yes. we're gonna we're gonna bring this in for a landing with a final question you gave us a wealth of insight today so thank you again for being on the show but i want us to to close on a tender moment so let's talk about tell me your favorite quality of the members of your immediate family
1: okay well uh with my husband it's um his stillness mm-hmm. he's a very calm person he's non-reactive you know uh very early on in our relationship i used to resent that in him that quality mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, i actually fight with him about it and be like you too quiet you uh you know, let people walk all over you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need a voice. Sometimes you just need to tell people where to get off. And in fact, I've learned so much from him, you know, that sometimes it's good to just take a step back and be the observer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, my growth is actually just doing that taking a step back and being on, being the observer not talking so much, not engaging all the time, just observing, just listening and Mm. internalizing. And I read a lot of these self-help books and things. And sometimes those principles in there, I'm like, wow, my husband actually is practicing this. You know, Mm. not aware, but he actually has these principles down, you know?
2: Yes. And
1: uh, that's one thing I learned from him. Mm-hmm. This, the calmness being the observer not always being the loudest voice in the room
0: mm-hmm. yes I, I, the, the visual i'm getting is is what you love about him is it's not about the microphone but it's about mm-hmm. learning observing the experience the stillness of these of the different moments we have and being in um and and i heard this like some another guy who's like a next level in his success. And I asked him about the same idea. Like, hey, how do you, how do you put yourself in a, in a room of successful people? And he said, I learned to not that the, often the smartest most successful person in the room is not the one talking because they don't have to. And it's, it's a powerful principle, but I, I'm hearing that from you and with your, uh, with your husband. And I love that you admire that about him.
1: You know, going back to that point about my husband, um, my husband is a very quiet person, but every time he speaks, he makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: not somebody I can, you know, tell my stories to because he'll be, you just wasted my time with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. He's so succinct and to the point, but every time he speaks, he's a very intelligent human being. So he always makes sense. He yes. says very little. But when he does speak and he does have a voice, it's one of good reason.
0: Hmm. Yes. All right. I love hearing uh, th- th- I love hearing what you love about him, and you're, and you're...
1: thats grounded me so much. So I yes. love that
0: about uh, him. Sure. Silence. Silence. <laughs> Stillness.
1: He probably wishes he had a silent wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, opposite the track, right? Opposite the track. So, so. <laughs> That's hilarious. And uh, your do- tell me tell me about your daughter.:
1: Oh, my daughter, she's very eccentric. Sometimes I wonder, like, how, how is this my child?" But my hubby <laughs> says, that is a pure reflection of who you are. She is <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I'm not so critical and judgmental when I look at her doing these eccentric things, um, mm-hmm. But what I love is just that playfulness she adds to the whole.
2: Yes. you know that
1: quirkiness and that that child you know sometimes my favorite thing to do is go and sleep in her room sometimes because it's so girly and soft and playful
2: mm-hmm. Just
1: take it back sometimes I think it's very important to visit your childhood and you know treat your best friend to a lovely no pushy room and so I I love that about her that the element of playfulness she adds to this whole seriousness and you know Mm -hmm. uh, just that the laughs the giggles a simple thing she's so happy just being happy it's it's unbelievable
0: yes I love that that sounds adorable and I and I think it as you were talking about your daughter it came to me because every time I'm doing a podcast I'm I'm listening and I'm and I'm and I'm searching for the title of what I'm going to call it but I think I think we we, we I think we landed on it. It's Be your own best friend is the name of this this yes. episode. I think that's what it what it was. But it came from you describing what you love most about your daughter. Again, love hearing about um, the people that are closest to you and what you love about them. She,
1: um, uh, you you know, like uh, another thing she's taught me about, and it goes back to being your own best friend. You know. As adults, do we ever just go and get a milkshake? You know, those things that we love doing as kids, what gave us the joy? And that's one thing that uh, she's given me is when I was on this journey of being my own best friend is just have that milkshake, have that yummy instead of having the wine or the cocktail, just go for the chocolate milkshake,
2: you Mm. know,
1: um, Go for those childhood favorites and uh, just cheat your inner child and your inner best friend.
0: Yeah, it, it does a
1: world of good.
0: Okay, yeah. she's giving you a principle. All right, so she had to walk on the beach earlier or, or go out for a walk. There was, um, be your own best friend, but then there's also this go get that milkshake, go <laughs> get love.
1: that milkshake, go get that go buy the candy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Now, if you had already some candies today, hey, don't, go, don't, don't go get some extra. You already treated that child and you need some discipline in your life. <laughs> but um, fantastic. So if you're tuning in, um, I, I'm here with Suhavna Ramdeen. She is on the podcast all the way from South Africa. This is the Strong Life Coach Podcast. We speak life, we coach life, we write life, we lead life. And if you're tuning in, let me, let me encourage you. What we discussed today, if you know somebody that it will help, Send us to them. Tag them in a comment in one of the social platforms that that, that, that this podcast is on. And and, uh, and be sure to let us know what you value, what you appreciate it most. And and really, maybe most importantly, is how you're implementing the principles that we discussed into your own journey. Well, we do this not because we want admiration, not because we want adoration, but what we hope most of all is you have implementation in your life. Thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, everybody, thank you thank for tuning you. in. Have a